0: Another year with these guys. Host post- 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 game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smith. You're listening to The Cho Show only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Show Show Podcast presented by the report.com I'm your host, Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.J. Smooth. You might be wondering why we are posting here extremely early. Uh, but normally, we uh, post in the uh, evenings. But as we know, today, this morning, 11 o'clock, it was UCO's portion of the MIAA Media Day and uh, I literally just finished it. I'm recording at eleven nineteen. It might have ended three minutes ago. Uh but we'll go over my biggest takeaways. Now I will preface this by saying that a lot of what was said because of the legwork that we've done. And again, I just I appreciate all the support because it has been nothing shy a shy of tremendous, especially these past couple of months, it has just blown my uh mind. A lot of it we already gathered from talking to the players. So I have three things. I'll touch on on everything that was mentioned, but to me there was three things that Coach Doral said that really stuck out to me. Uh, the first one that was which uh which kind of it didn't stun me in in a in a in a way, but it's always. It's always good when you hear it from the man in charge. He said, um, I, I forgot what the question was. I think it, it was something about it, like what his return uh, when he plays Northwest Missouri again, something to that effect. Uh, he said that Ushio hasn't earned a right to be in, the, in that conversation yet with Northwest Missouri. They have to hammer down the basics first. Uh I, I that 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 is that is big, okay? That that is that is that is big because uh it 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 shows that you you're you're starting you're starting from ground zero in a way because obviously this is a new regime, it's a new staff. You do have to earn that, right? If you look at the overall talent level Okay, you would suggest in some areas like the defensive line. Yeah, our defensive line is, is equal to or better than the vast majority of the league. But I like this mindset. I like this. We have to prove ourselves every single week mindset because he also touched on, since he's been gone, how the league has gotten deeper, right? He he touched on how uh, Kearney, Right, How from the time he left and even me just covering it, the first time I saw Kearney was 2017. I think they were a four-win team. It was, weren't that good, to be honest with you. I know UCO only won that game by 10, but I felt like that wasn't one of UCO's best uh, offensive outings that season. Uh, and and they've slowly built, and you look at it now, especially with quarterback T.J. Davis. I mean, they 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 really have built that program up, and that was another talking point that Coach Doral touched on was wanting to build the right way with high school players. I, I think you know so often in today's cost football landscape, especially if you look at the higher levels, that that pressure to win. In three years, sometimes even two, uh, you know, it's 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 very tough, and especially now with the transfer portal, it, it's it's easy to just say, okay, we're going to go out and get so-called proven guys. But if you really look at that, I mean, it, it, it's a very brutal way to build a program, right? I mean, Kansas State was able to do it under Bill Snyder. But Bill Snyder was the right guy, I, I think. A comparable sample size would be you look at the 2019 defensive line. Okay, that that whole defensive line primarily was comprised of, of JUCOs and some transfers, and, and we saw how that was. Okay, it was it wasn't good. It didn't have a sack in the first five and a half games. And then when the sacks did come in, it really wasn't even from a true defensive lineman. It was from Draquan Brown, who just completed this season with the Houston Gamblers and the USFL, moved from linebacker down the defensive end because they were so desperate to get the pass rush. And then he ended up going off. But if you look at from the guys that was brought in on the defensive line, it didn't work out. And when I talked to former head coach Nick Bobeck about that uh, before last season, he even touched on maybe they had too many of those guys. Uh, you have to make sure that you have the right guys in there because if you're bringing in JUCOs, you're bringing in transfers, you're you you you're asking them to come in and play now. I mean, they, you know, if you're looking right, they, they brought in uh, Madison Ridgeway at, at receiver, for example. We're talking to Coach Curley. Madison Ridgeway seems like he's going to be the real deal. Okay, that is very good. Now, what you don't want to have happen is you bring in a Jugo and they don't do anything because then you've lost scholarships Scholarships are very limited at the the D2 level. And if you look at Kearney and if you look even at Missouri Southern because I do follow the other teams in the league, they're building primarily through freshmen. If you look at the Missouri Southern roster last year, that upset UCO. A lot of those dudes were freshmen and sophomores. That I, I just I did, and he even touched on how he's liking how their coach is building that roster. I, if you build a stable foundation, it, it's it's better in the long run. And I think he should get the time because one, I, I, the the, the, the the talent is nowhere near as bad as it is in some other teams in the in the league, right? Like this isn't a this isn't a northeastern state situation where he's coming in and like Coach Eckert is there and starting from ground zero. Okay, there's there sufficient talent here. There are a few guys I believe can play at the next level on this roster, but just the fact that he's going to build it through the high school ranks. He talked about the, how uh, how the, how the facilities. Will help get guys in the door, but ultimately, the success on the field is going to be what's the difference maker in the culture that he built. But he did touch on the fact, though, that in his opinion, they had the best facilities, not only in the conference but in the in the country, and that that along with his staff has done a good job of getting juniors on campus, uh, which is which is. What he wants, because he he touched on the importance of getting guys in you know, on campus or, around the staff as soon as possible uh j- just just because of the the way recruiting is now uh but I just found it reassuring though that he's going to build it the right way through high school players and and not go to the portal and 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 try to build quickly. I feel like while that can work, it it can also be a detriment because if you're having constant turnover, you can't build a sustained culture. Uh, I look at Kansas, right? You look at Kansas. The reason why they're in this mess now isn't because of less miles. It isn't because of the failed David Beatty era. To me, it was because Charlie Weiss, it, 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 like decided he's going to bring in the Jugo all All American class. And it equated to three wins and a gutted roster, right? The same thing happened. You look at UTEP uh, with uh, their coach, Dana Demo, Okay, he took over after a winless season. He only had, I think, like 12 scholarships to give out because the roster was bloated full of JUCOs, okay? And and, and he had back-to-back one-win season. And you can do the same at New Mexico with uh, Billy Gonzalez. Right when he took over for for Bob Davy, Bob Davy got desperate those last two years. Brought in a bunch of Drukos. He's not having to deal with, deal with the effect of that, and the the effect of that is it leaves you in a worse shape more times than when you first started. Okay, and so I'm glad to see that they're going to build it through the right way, through the high school ranks, through development. Another thing that Coach also had talked about was that he felt that they that that the team was deficient in a lot of areas and in, in terms of strength, and he said that they made great gains uh during the the all the off season as supposed to retest sometime next next week, but he did feel that that was the case uh and then I would say there was the last big point Coach Doral touched on it was that was at the m i w a since his time away. Uh, has been a more competitive league. Uh, he talked about how it's the best league in D2. and I mentioned before, he touched on you know how Kearney and Southern has improved since that time. I and mean, if you look, I mean, even you go back to 2018, I think UCO beat Missouri Southern on the road with a 31 and nothing. And I remember feeling less than satisfied about that. Now very rarely do you get a shutout on the on the road and you don't feel good about it but it, it, it's just because they were so bad, you expected that to be a 50 60 point win right like when when they beat northeastern State with, with 82 to 14 I, that didn't surprise anybody because it, it it was they were bad and so I think if you, if you look at it now, all right, Missouri Southern did beat UCO last year. Now, I went with this before in previous episodes about what, what I feel like was the cause of that loss. But you could see a, a much improved team, and they were even more competitive. Like, if you just look at, at them at Northeastern State across the whole season, if you compare that to what they did in 2019 to 2021, you will see an improved ball club, for both teams, right? Kearney, they're slowly building. They're now one of the better teams in the conference. If you look at it right now, I mean, the only team that really you would say, and I, I, you, you could you would say is a step behind those two would be Lincoln. But as we saw last year with Lincoln, Lincoln's offense had its moments. I, I, I mean, that that was the best passing attack I saw out of Lincoln in their time, okay? Because if you go back 2019, uh, UCO certainly Lincoln I think it was 2 to nothing. Uh, they could not pass the ball. As a matter of fact, I think the quarterback had more completions to uh, UCO in the first half than he did to his own team. If you recall that was again Marlo Hughes had that tremendous pick six. Uh, but, and they had the running back. Uh, well, what is his name? The. Uh, the uh, dude from Memphis, he's like an all-American. Regardless, the dude, the dude is a beast. But they had they they had a good defense. You look last year, then I think they they lost a lot off that defense. But they brought in some offensive players. I know they brought in a, a transfer quarterback, I believe. And uh, they, I will say that that offense for them can be explosive. So they're, I think even better than where they were this time in 2019 so the league as a whole is getting deeper and the fact that it was deep beforehand i mean it it, is it's gonna be it's gonna be a very tough grind okay which is you know which is why i i went in way back if you go way 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 back to after Coach Durrell's injury uh, press conference when, when I said we need to taper expectations early on because this isn't like he's walking through the door when he did at Northwest Missouri where, you know, the conference was not as good. This is a very, very, very good, deep conference. Uh, and and so um, I'm glad that he's recognizing this, but I'm glad that he's putting it out there. Cause he, cause he mentioned that they haven't even talked goals yet, uh, which I think is 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 very good. Uh, and he also touched on the UCL leadership as a big reason why he decided to come back to the conference. Talked about how um, the school president, the AD, how the the goals and the visions all align, and how big that is. Uh, and then plus he also made the factor for his family. I'm saying that uh is closer to his wife's family in Kansas City. Uh, that he likes the 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 city of Edmond. he likes the school system. So to him, it it was a no a no brainer. Uh those would be probably the biggest three takeaways. Looking at the other take takeaways, like I said in the opener, a lot of this uh we have known because we've talked to players, um, but uh Lizzie, look, look! Look! Looking at the rest of what Coach Duro said, he did say he was surprised when they asked him what his what his biggest surprise was when he took me he took the job. He mentioned that that the biggest surprise was the players. Uh, he was surprised with their commitment, with their talent, uh, and he also mentioned that the team is hungry. Now again, yes, if, if you go back to that. Uh, not even the intro the press conference, but when when he was first hired, my reaction video I, I touched on a, on a, on a lot of names. Uh, some are now gone, but a lot of them are still here. Uh, and so I mentioned that that the cupboard is is far from dry. Uh, and, and so, like I said, uh, uh, that's that's always a positive in looking because they had Raekwon Wicks and Dante McGee. Now, what what I thought was classy about Raekwon Wicks. Uh, there was one question that I don't remember what the exact question. Oh, I think it was like a difference between this year and last year. And I thought it was classy by Raycon Wicks. He first opened by by thanking uh, former head coach Nick Bobeck. Um, he, he, he you know said that you know that that they loved the man and uh, you know that coach gave him a scholarship. If, if you if you recall uh, when we talked to coach. Uh, before the season last year, right, Rayquan Wicks was a, a, a walk-on who coach believed actually has a chance to play at the next level. And then remember, he had that game-winning interception in the Missouri Western game. Uh, so I thought it was it was very classy for him to uh, thank coach when he didn't necessarily have to at this point in time. Uh, this is 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 a, is a testament to. Uh, Raekwon there. But he did say uh, that the biggest difference was that the team wants to be here. Uh, it's it's more player-led. Like I said, we, we kind of learned this before. Last year, he said some guys have one foot in, one foot out, but that has not been the case, uh, and and that Coach Doral is most definitely a player's coach. Uh, to see. And then he also touched on... They asked him about, you know, when they did, when Coach got there, they had to hit the ground running immediately. He said it was about a month of adjustment uh, and that they were able to build a better player-coach relationship, uh, which has been reflected in the interviews that we have done. And finally, uh, the the biggest thing I took away from Dante, because we we talked to Dante twice now, twice, twice, twice. Twice. I think mean, it's twice. I wanted to say three times. I think it's just twice. So, I mean, you know, he a lot of what he said, he's already said on here, which I do appreciate. So you get us, look, at, look at us over here breaking the news first. Uh, but he he just touched on the fact that the team has embraced the changes. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with just the fact of from from the guys I've talked to, from their, from their standpoint, last year was a huge disappointment. His appointment. I mean, it's, it's no it's no secret. I mean, former for, for Coach Bobeck said it was the most talented team that he's had. I, if you look across <clears throat> across the board, I mean, I would have had to have strongly agreed with that. I mean, if you were looking entering last season, the biggest question mark was more so just the offensive line, which ended up being a big question mark. Um, but I, I, you know, I think it was Trayvon that mentioned how, you know, we you four. The record shows four and seven, but the majority of their losses was by you know one score. I mean, it's so. <coughs> excuse me. So to me, to me, they aren't even really a four and seven team. I, I, I've, I've been saying that that that, that 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 team is better than that. And so I think you team that with just the the locker room leadership right because we we talked to to the before we talked to peyton scott we talked to len grant we talked to those guys that's been here we talked to marlo hughes we talked to those guys that's been here been in the program now for quite some time right um you look at like dante johnny uh Peyton, right? Those are guys that were there during the last winning season. I mean they 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 touched on, especially Peyton. He touched on how, you know, he's trying to make sure that the Colton Lindsays and the O'Shea Harris's and the and the uh Clay McKinsey's and the and the Chaz Stallards and all those guys are, are not forgotten. I feel like it, it can it can seem like that was a decade ago when really it was only five years ago when this team was starting what back-to-back eight-win seasons. Uh, they had a receiver that led the nation in receiving yards. You had an, another one in Josh Crockett that's still playing pro football to this day. I mean, it, you know, it, it, I I the, the leadership from a player standpoint is is there and then you bring in the fact now you're bringing in a proven winner in the conference and i think you have a recipe for a turnaround season uh, now to what degree i don't know um i hope to gather more info when i um able to talk to coach dural hopefully here soon um but those, those are my biggest takeaways from, from the uh, media day, I guess I guess like I said before. I, I went into it knowing that I probably already know a lot of what was going to be said, uh, just because we, we've talked to a lot of people. Uh, I think this is, I think we're almost on 40 episodes uh, over here already, which is crazy because we, we haven't even gotten into uh, fall camp yet. So, uh, but... Um, like I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. I just, I liked the fact though that he touched on building the right way with high school players and, and the fact that they haven't earned to be in that upper echelon. I, 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 think that should honestly add more fuel to the fire there because definitely, if you look at the, at, at the roster, especially in some areas, uh, you would say from a talent standpoint they are there, but Yes, overall, I agree with Coach Doral that they haven't earned it. I mean, you—if you got to be in the conversation with Northwest Missouri, with at this point, Kearney, which I think is a, is a fantastic example about how to build this program. Kearney did it, did it the right way. They did it with high school players. They did it with development, and 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 you can see it paying off now. But you got—you know Wasp runs always up there. Uh, pitch State is—I I, would they? Uh, stayed we will throw them up there because they're always u- usually up there. Ford Hayes as well. And I go back to that Ford Hayes game. You, I, listen, you—you—you I, you, you can tell me Ford Hayes wasn't the Ford Hayes of, of old. I do not care. All I know is that it was still a big physical football team. That was a hostile environment, and, and, and the fact that you still went up there last year. And what was a rare outing played four full quarters of football, and they handled that. It, it I, why that can't be the norm. It, it I I I don't know. I, I'm hoping that that is the norm this this season, and it seems like it from what I've heard from a from a, a schematic standpoint, from a mindset standpoint, and, and so I'm really looking a, a forward to it, and I'm really looking looking forward I said, to hopefully. Uh, talking to coach doral soon but uh that's going to do it we should have another we should have an actual one-on-one with a defensive lineman up later to later well yeah later this afternoon around four i know it's also be up on the youtube channel the link is in the link is in this in this description around six o'clock if if you want to watch that as well because i always include some uh highlights in that so Uh, Until next time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.